Kate Wimpress is the convener of the Citizens Assembly of Scotland and they've joined us today to have a conversation about where the Assembly is essentially at. So first announced back in April of last year, uh, Nicola Sturgeon essentially announced that there would be an Assembly, um, kind of putting questions to citizens of Scotland about the kind of future country that they wanted to help build. There's six sessions altogether, three of them have happened so far, so we're about halfway through. Um, and it's got over 100 Scots involved from all different backgrounds and locations around the country. So the Assembly itself is seeking to answer three main questions, namely what kind of country should Scotland be, uh, how can Scotland face the challenges of the 21st century, and what steps should be taken to make sure we can all make informed choices about that future. So welcome Kate, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, just kicking things off, I guess, I'd like to hear about how the convention has been going. Like we're saying, we're halfway through. Um, how has it been? Yeah, uh, thanks very much for inviting me in today. It's, as you say, we're at the half point mark. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really um, a really great way to share the uh, progress so far with your uh, readership and, and people watching. Um, so it's been uh, really quite a phenomenal um, undertaking. Uh, we recruited um, and just over 100 uh, citizens uh, who really represent Scotland as it is today um, to take part in this uh, process. They've been meeting three weekends, one in Edinburgh, two now at the, um, the Golden Jubilee Conference Centre in Glasgow. Um, and I think what we found, I mean, maybe not surprising, but, but quite remarkable, is that people from across the country, from every different background and kind of situation have absolutely grasped this opportunity um, wholeheartedly and I think the the message that is coming clearly across to me is that people are committed to this um, that they see it as a really uh, useful um, experience for them and also for wider society and that they they have an appetite to, to work with us in this way Yeah because that's it isn't it it's seen the, there's been very little dropout as well we yes, with- yes, we, we over-recruited because, um, you know, it's, it's six weekends, people have lives going on, people have other stuff uh, going on. There's, there's maybe some people in the room who may not have felt that they were interested in uh, politics and, and uh, you know, s- subjects around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we over-recruited, uh, but the drop-off has been, has been minimal. Um, we still have, I think it's over 113 people still engaging fully with the process. Uh, so I think that says something in itself. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, this is uh, an independent assembly as well. It's not it's independent from the Scottish government. Yeah. Um, I mean, what kind of people have you had involved with it? Well, every every kind of person. Mm. Um, I, the whenever you see the room, it's like it's like looking at a kind of mini Scotland mm. in the room, if it's possible to do that. So we have been very careful to match the citizen assembly members with the makeup of Scotland as it is today. Uh, so we're looking at regions, we're looking at age, we're looking at educational uh, attainment, we're looking at voting intention and uh, also a split, of, a split of gender as well. Excellent. Uh, and so just to kind of reiterate as well, if you are watching and you do want to leave us a question, please do write it down into the comments below. Uh, we will be taking your questions uh, throughout this session. Uh, so if you've got any burning questions about what the yes. Citizen Assembly has been up to, uh, and I'm sure you do, uh, let us know. Um, but speaking of what the Citizens Assembly has been up to, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of, can you run us through the process? We're halfway through. How has each section changed and progressed from the very first one? Yes. Well, so the, um, as you know, the remit uh, was given to us by government. What kind of, and the first question in that was what kind of Scotland 
do we want to build? Now, whenever we brought the citizens together for the first weekend, I think there was a lot of um, interest but uncertainty about, you know, well, how, how are we going to manage this? How, what's going to happen? And um, so we really focused in on that, on that first question and um, started off with individual aspirations about what kind of Scotland uh, each citizen assembly member would want to, to build. And then through a process of deliberation, I mean, I think this is the key to it, uh, the, the assembly members spend a lot of, quite a lot of time receiving evidence thinking about uh, a topic and then deliberating together uh, so you've got everybody's lived experience coming into the into the mix and um, through a series of deliberative sessions they came up with 22 statements that broadly covered the commonality in the room um, and then we uh, looked at the most the ones that were of most pressing uh, to, to the, the largest uh, number of Assembly members. And so we're looking at things like sustainability, we're looking at uh, inequalities across the country, um, and how we care for our citizens. So those are the things that have really come to the fore. Yeah, and obviously one of the kind of big topics at the moment in terms of discussion is uh, the climate crisis. And yes. I mean, is that something that's been touched on? Yes, it is. It is. Um, as I said, sustainability was one of the key um, topics that the Assembly wanted to consider and um, reflect upon and deliberate upon. So they're, they're, they framed their question in the, how do we become a sustainable uh, country uh, and balance society, environment and um, uh, economics. So the last weekend we had, the third weekend just passed, uh, we were looking at sustainability in its um, in a myriad of ways. And so obviously climate change and uh, issues that are coming to the fore in the media and, and within society were discussed at length. Then we had fantastic input from uh, Dr Andy Kerr, uh, sorry, Professor Andy Kerr, um, Dr Catherine Trebek and also uh, Sandy Begby from the kind of economic angle. So they were able to give us... Um, clear and concise information on uh, the, the kind of the issues that the assembly member are wanting assembly members are wanting to consider hmm. and in terms of considering that as hmm. any um, solutions began to be began to become forthcoming well the the assembly members then looked at actions that they would want to take hmm. uh, given the information that had come in and the deliberations that they had um, kind of taken the time to, to work uh, uh, with and um, so I'm just looking at uh, so we, they brought together 14 actions that they wanted to consider in more uh, depth and uh, move on from so they're looking at um, investing and in harnessing uh, Scotland's renewable energy potential and um, looking at changing the economic balance by changing the tax system and uh, to build on Scotland's national performance framework by further investing in sustainable development science and technology in Scotland in Scottish manufacturing so you can see that uh, the assembly members are looking at some very serious issues very weighty topics and um, gathering in information from experts uh, aligning that with their own lived experience and then the joy of it is that they get the chance to, to kind of reflect with each other about the, what that could mean for the country as it moves forward. Great. Okay, so just uh, let's start bringing in some conversa- uh-huh. um, some questions from yourselves, uh, the viewers. Um, Gordon Daly uh, has asked, what kind of figures did you use to determine the split of, I guess, how did you make up the assembly itself? Okay, well, on the website, we've got an assembly website and we've got a, a framework there that shows the breakdown of country um, in terms of uh, kind of national statistics. Uh, so there's a, quite a lot of detail on the website and we use that as the framework uh, for how to recruit. Okay, great. Um, so that, that was as well as taking into account people's political um, 
alignment. Yeah, well. yeah. yeah, there was. Um, we looked at um, a suite of. I think it was twenty four. I mean, I'm not. I'm not quite sure of the number, but about twenty four um, opinion polls that had been taken over a, a period of a year prior to August uh, nineteen uh, and balanced out the the makeup from that. Of course, because I mean, one of the things that's really important about the makeup of the assembly is that not only are the participants themselves from all parties and positions is that the people attending and speaking at them are also cross-party. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it, it's independent from government. It's independent from any particular political mm. stance. Um, now, we, we want to be uh, cross-party and we want to bring in information from, uh, you know, across the... Re- the, the whole idea is that you get information from a, from a range of sources and then it's the lived experience of the Assembly members uh, deliberating on that information to kind of plot a way forward. Mm. Okay, and we've also got Chris Hanlon who's asking about, um, I guess off the back of the people you were saying speaking, um, how yes. do ordinary grassroots grassroots yeah. groups um, present their ideas and evidence to the Citizens' Assembly as okay. well? Well, what we're going to be doing in the in the future is we're going to be opening up, um, probably based around the, the 14 actions that the Assembly members brought together at their last weekend, we're going to be putting that out to the country, the kind of the wider uh, voices out there, and um, bringing in individuals, uh, you know, individual comments, uh, grassroots comments, um, and they'll be presented back uh to the assembly members, so that we, so that it's not just everything that's happening within the room. We're able to um, bring in the voices of those out with as well uh, for the cons- consideration of the assembly members. Okay, so there is a mechanism for people who aren't directly involved in the assembly to have their voice heard as part of this too. Well, we'll be working on that um, mm-hmm. as we go forwards from this weekend. Um, but yeah, we're we're hoping that. Uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be useful, I think, for the Assembly members to know what the, the wider country is thinking about their deliberations um, and uh, being able to bring that back into the room would be really useful. Okay, great, thank you. Um, I hope that answers your question, Chris. So, obviously, I imagine the readers of The National themselves would be quite interested in whether or not the topic of independence mm-hmm. has come up. And I know that the, um, the uh, Assembly's goal is not to discuss just independence but broader ideas as well but obviously the constitution is part of that i mean has there been much discussion around independence should scotland be in support of it against it anything like that well i mean as i said we've got we've got people from across uh, mm-hmm. every uh, political um kind of thinking in the room um and, and the remit was, what kind of country do we want to build? So that's been our, that's been our core consideration uh, for now. Um, and uh, you know, we'll have there'll be constitutional implications uh, once the the shape of the country that we want to build is um, formulated, and then we start looking through the implications of how we get to that country. So no, independence hasn't been isn't in the room because it we're moving up. We we need to uh, we need to make sure that we're. Um, building consensus around the country we want to build. Um, so it's, it's shaping that country first. Then It's kind of looking at the telescope the other way around, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, so we're shaping the country we want to build first, then moving through that and saying, well, where are the challenges? Where do the challenges lie in that? What information do people need to be able to make decisions around the challenges? Um, and then moving then to look at uh, the constitutional implications of that. So it's... Um, so it's kind of yeah, going. It's kind of starting at the other end of the question, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely, that makes sense. Um, Chris Hamlin's actually come back in with another question mm. to ask how much uh, tax tax powers have featured in discussions yeah, here. They, they have started to come into the conversations um, within the. Uh, you know, I touched on one earlier on within the the uh, action areas that the assembly members wanted to focus on: change the economic balance by changing the tax system, and then. Uh, 
in that list again, one of them states the government needs to raise monies to meet opportunities of a sustainable country. Um, so obviously tax implications are in there. Um, in a way, the Assembly is about working out where the challenges lie and working out what information we need to uh, make uh, coherent decisions around those challenges. So I don't think we're going to be able to... Um, it's not about off-the-peg solutions. We're not going to say, oh, if only we did X, then Y would happen. Mm-hmm. But it's about, if this is the kind of country we want to build, um, is there, you know, tax implications are going to be in within that. What does the citizenship need to know to make that further decision? Mm-hmm. It's it's about, um, one of the things that came up at the weekend quite a bit was uh, enabling uh, citizens and the country to take a long-term view of where we want to get to uh, and not have to be tied into kind of short-term decision-making. Mm-hmm. And speaking, of course, of, of actually the country that people want to build, what would you say are, are some of the ideas or topics that have really grasped people's imagination? Well, I think this whole idea of, of being sustainable, um, of being um, a country where those who have, are, you know, that we look after those who, who are in most need. Um, and also there's a great, it's quite a great deal about um, the, the natural resources of the country as well. Um, in terms of its, uh, you know, there's quite a lot of uh, joy about the, the beauty of the country. Um, but also about sustainability in terms of how do we use the natural resources to enable us to become more uh, more sustainable country. Okay, interesting. I mean, and and whatever the assembly does decide on, mm-hmm. and the the I mean, how does this all come together at the end? Okay, so we've got three more weekends uh, to work through, and we will be thinking about the implications of the statements that the assembly members are making. Uh, we are putting uh, there'll be a report that's put together which has recommendations and uh, subsequent actions that is going to be given to government, and then they're going to lay it in Parliament uh, before August twenty twenty. Hmm. Now, if the, if those recommendations do come before Parliament, I mean, mm-hmm. is there anything to say that they'll actually? spur any action. I mean, looking at citizens' assemblies around the world, particularly Canada and Ireland, I think they have quite a few examples of citizens coming forward and saying what they wanted, and then the governments themselves not necessarily doing as much with that as maybe some would have hoped. I mean, is there anything that really you feel shows that there will be concrete action taken from what the citizens' assembly decides? Well, I think think there's two things that have indicated... uh, that there, that there may well be concrete action afterwards. Number one is that um, there has been interest from across the political uh, arena. So that's uh, very heartening, I think, for the Assembly members in the room. And also there's a growing interest that that this is these are the citizens of Scotland uh, and that their voice has not been heard in this way before. So this is quite an innovation. It's an innovative um, democratic tool. Um, so... And also it's a bit of a... Um, Scotland's kind of leading on this in certain respects. We've taken international best practice, but we've we've crafted it to suit um, the context we're in at the moment. Uh, and I think those two things aligned mean that it... I would hope that it lands really well. Hmm. So I guess in what ways is the Scottish way of approaching this different from other countries? In what ways is the Assembly different from yeah. the other? Yeah. yeah, I think I think the most interesting thing is that we haven't had a a, a kind of a defined question. Um, mostly, there's been a, a very clear question at the outset, and the citizens kind of chew over the the implications of, of ways you could approach that question. We've kind of taken two steps back and allowed the Assembly members or enabled the Assembly members to set the agenda themselves. Uh, so in a way, it's it's almost. There, there is a slight criticism um, in some quarters that uh, citizens' assemblies can be used to, to rubber stamp something that the political classes want to see happen mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, we've, we've taken the approach uh, and, keep, and keeping it open, the assembly members themselves have really set, set the agenda 
and that is very refreshing hmm. great um, another question in terms of like participation yeah. uh, that's come in uh, from Cathy Grout who was asking about the role EU citizens have played if any in the assembly the role of EU citizens like have, oh, they, have citizens, they been yeah. represented so um, anybody uh, so the, the recruitment was anybody who was living in Scotland who was ina- able to um, vote in the up in the forthcoming um, Scottish uh, elections so that would include EU citizens who were um, who are living in Scotland Okay, great. And will there be future assemblies as well, do you think, off the back of this? I mean, well, you, you you're know, saying the halfway point, it seems yeah, like yeah, it's good engagement, point. you know. Um, I think, we, you know, we, we're, we're learning as we go along. Now, you will know that uh, Climate Change Citizens' Assembly has been announced and that will be happening now. Happily, uh, some of the um, kind of coordinators of that have, were able to join us last weekend. So we're hoping there'll be a lot of um, learning that will happen during our assembly and will be passed on to the uh, Climate Change Assembly. Um, I think... You know, overall, this is a, a really interesting um, investment in democracy. I mean, you'll know yourself, uh, democracy doesn't happen by accident. Um, so we would hope that uh, learning that comes from our Citizens' Assembly will uh, move forward, perhaps. I'm, I'm not quite sure how yet, but it, it seems like it's a very useful um, tool in the kind of toolkit for uh, engagement and hearing those voices that are less heard. Um, so... Whether they whether there is a, a kind of a suite of assemblies, I'm not quite sure, or whether there is a, a kind of mechanism to ensure citizens' voice within the, the political um, arena, um, it, I think it remains to be seen. Interesting. So what is it you've got here? Yeah. Again? Well, this is the um, the 14 kind of actions that the Citizens' Assembly members drew together based on that sustainability balance of environment, economics and social. Uh, they spent the weekend kind of crafting these 14 statements that they felt best covered the concerns they had and the areas that they would want to g- gather more information in. Mm. So just really quickly, um, that mm. was this weekend uh, just there yes. with the most recent assembly yes. and the previous two were kind of uh, sorting out the scope and working up to yes, this point. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, the first one was uh, first one was really sorting out the scope. The second one was getting to task with the first question: What kind of country do we want to build? Um, sustainability was central to that, and then this weekend was looking at balancing economic, environment, social sustainability, mm-hmm. and and working out um, the areas that are of most concern to the assembly members and and where information needs to be you know where, where do those trade-offs and, and hard choices need to be made mm. um, to enable us to get to where we want to be okay. and that's what this is yeah and these will be um, uh, you know we, we do a report from each weekend if anybody's interested we've got all the live streams from the weekend so you can see the discussions and debates that are happening are actually they're really interesting um, you know set of information that I think citizens generally will be interested in um, and we also have a report from each weekend which covers the kind of process and what we've done, who are the inputs and the outputs, um, and these 14 statements will be in that report. Mm. So you can give me an idea of what's what's been covered so far in, in these statements? Yeah, I, again, it's kind of very much about equalities. Um, so, uh, number one, we want to help build an equal society where workers have fair work and pay conditions in a tax system that taxes wealth more fairly. Uh, going down to build an energy efficient country. Um, and number 12, building Scotland's... Oh, I'm sorry, I've already read you that one. I won't do that again. Uh, <laughs> Number nine, create positive destinations for all of our young people. Um, so I think there's, you know, it, it really is about um, how the country looks after uh, the, the totality of its citizenship. Hmm. And speaking of which, I mean, have you found that there's been a degree of conflict in the room? Maybe that's too strong a word, mm-hmm. but around these ideas, or do you think 
broadly across class background, whatever else, mm-hmm. people are generally in the same kind of place. Well, I, I think this is the this is the kind of the pivotal point for a citizen assembly is that you've got the space to have a deliberation about these these items. So we we are bringing in people who may be coming at uh, all of these statements from from very different backgrounds, but because you've you you get. Uh, input, you have the chance to discuss and debate it, you get to hear other points of view um, and then you and then you come to, um, it's not a consensus but it's, a, it's an agreement that these are the most important things uh, that people want to talk about. Um, I think somebody described it to me before is that everybody signs up to the process and that they agree the process is fair. Not everybody will agree that this is the outcome they wanted to see but they agree that we've, we've journeyed there together fairly. Mm. Okay, um, I've got another question come in from mm. Lorraine Pontello who wants to know if they can still view the footage from previous assemblies. Yes, yes, it's all it's all live on the uh, website, and I think you can get it on the Facebook page as well. Um, I think that's one of the one of the key things was accessibility, um, and we want to make sure that everybody who uh, isn't in the room with us during the time has the chance to kind of get the real feel for what's happening because it, it really is quite unique. Hmm. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a really interesting idea, and it's really interesting to see how it's going to come out. Yeah. Um, but speaking of how it's going to come out, um, uh, the other day Gordon Brown announced that he was going to start his own um, independent citizens' assembly. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that's going to add anything more to what you're looking at, or is it maybe a little uh, bit unnecessary? I think it's really interesting that there there seems to be a driving desire now um, to involve um, you know everyday people, people like me, everybody, people who are kind of uh, working uh, across the country in um, discussions about how, how we move forwards together. Um, so our, our assembly has really looked at um, international best practice. We've tried to ensure that it's uh, incredibly well resourced. As I said, it's a kind of a, an investment in, in democracy. Um, so I, my focus is pretty much on making sure that it's the best it can be. Um, I'm heartened that other people are looking at assemblies as a, as a good idea. Um, I would obviously be keen for um, any mechanism to get to get people talking. Hmm. Great. And speaking of getting people talking, of mm. course, um, if people do want to keep up with what you're actually up to, yes. there's not just the recordings. I mean, what else have you got going out that's kind of keeping people on top of yeah, well, the, the website has got everything, really. Okay. If, if you want to have a kind of a deep dive into the Citizens' Assembly, uh, the website is the place to go. But we're always mm. um, interested in... Uh, we always put stuff out on Facebook and Twitter um, and live streams and also, uh, you know, talking to people like yourself. Uh, I, I kind of genuinely think this is a really important um, process that Scotland's undertaking. Uh, and so the more people who are talking about it, um, you know, it's great. Mm-hmm. Great. Um Got a bit of an odd one, uh, odd question here from uh, Conrad Penman, who wants to know when you're coming to Kirkcaldy. Well, no, that's an interesting question. Uh, personally, I go to Kirkcaldy quite a lot, <laughs> but um, uh, but w- there was a decision made, and quite a, quite a sensible decision, that it takes qu- 115 people. It's quite a lot of people to kind of orientate into a new space, mm-hmm. um, and it takes quite a lot of time to if you're going to a new space because we had thought about kind of travelling around the around the regions, as it were. Um, if you go to a new space every time, you lose about an hour and a half, two hours for people just kind of working out where they are and where you get your dinner and where the where the room is. And um, so we've decided to um, keep ourselves to the Golden Jubilee Conference Centre in Clydebank because it, it buys us more time to actually get into the important discussions. Um, so unfortunately, this time around, no. However, uh, Kirkcaldy 
I spent uh, Boxing Day actually in Kigali. Oh, really? uh, so, but not not under the auspices of the Citizens Assembly. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously online as well on the website you have a lot of um, comments from people actually taking part. Yeah. In the assembly as well, I guess. How how are they finding it? Yeah, well, I'm. Uh, I have to say, hats off to the good people of Scotland. They have absolutely bought into this um, process. Uh, and, and commentators during the week were just talking about the, the level of their uh, discussions and debate uh, and deliberations and also the, um, the, the just the sheer enthusiasm in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I now feel that I've got 115 new friends, in a way, uh, which is great. Um, and they, they're kind of, we were talking about this on the way over, actually. The, the Assembly members are starting to um, support each other through the process and, and through their deliberations and so you're finding that people who are very different people are kind of making connections and um, able to see things from from kind of slightly different points of view um, it's really very heartening Excellent um, What's next? I mean there's three more assemblies mm-hmm. um, you've got your kind of 14 points that people want to focus on yeah. what are the next three assemblies hold? Okay, so we're, we're going to be picking up on, on, on some of these things and, and picking up on some of the, the, the broader themes that were brought together, as in kind of equalities and um, how we, you know, where are the challenges, where are the hard trade-offs coming uh, to build this uh, society we want to see. But I think what happens next is, you know, not to be too, um, I don't want to be too grandiose about this, but I think the, the Citizens' Assembly is going to change the way we do politics in Scotland. Um, it's about... I think one of the key things has been building trust, uh, building trust between the assembly members, but also building that trust between the kind of the the, the political voice and the, and the voice of the of the citizen. So I hope whatever happens in the future that a that the, there's a trust has built up between all of us who I think you know we can all agree we're all endeavouring to build a, a better country for ourselves and, and for future generations. And I hope that the assembly will be um, a kind of a building block in that. Hmm. Interesting. We've actually got a comment, I think, from someone who's mm. taken part in this oh, assembly right. who's just saying, uh, Jamie Donaldson is just saying that there has been no political agenda and they're very proud to be part of the assembly. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's oh, a nice ring endorsement well, right there. Great, good. That uh, wasn't, yeah, we didn't set that up. Well, so you see. We did. Um, I am totally independent. Okay. <laughs> great. Um, okay, so we've actually got another question from Jamie Donaldson and he's asking Are you looking forward to the forming of the Citizens Assembly jamming session? Yes, very much so. Now, this is an interesting one. So, um, that is one of our Assembly members who um, is very supportive of the process. Uh, one of the um, questions that came to the fore at the end of last the last weekend we met was, could everybody in the Assembly who is a musician please bring their instruments with them next time? We're going to have a free-form jam uh, on the Saturday evening, which I think is just a, you know, that's a totally kind of camogie Scottish thing to do, so we're very <laughs> much looking forward to it. That's fantastic. It's very much... Uh I'll take my politics with the side of music. Yes, you know? exactly, exactly. I'm going to bring my spoons. <laughs> um, okay, so I think we'll come into the last kind of question or so mm. here. Uh, we've got one from Morris Hanna who's asking, uh, do you feel that if Brexit has mm. had any influence on the 14 actions you've outlined? Well, I think I think that's that, that kind of remains to be seen. We, we have the actions and now we're going to kind of play them out and see where the, the challenges are um, and, and constitutionally where we sit with them. So, uh, you know, I think you know Brexit is going to have an impact on everything. Uh, so I, we'll play our, our actions out through the, the constitutional lens we've got at the moment. Great. Um, so starting to wrap things up again, mm. if you've got a question, get it in right now. Um, is there anything you feel that we haven't covered that 
it's quite important about the assemblies that, that people really should know about what's been happening yeah. what's likely to come out of it um, I think well I think just to, to reiterate um, and I've, I've kind of said it before is that I think when you give um, ordinary I mean ordinary in inverted commas ordinary people the chance to sit down and really talk through um, difficult issues uh, it's amazing what people will come up with so so my um, my trust in people has been uh, absolutely uh, underlined and um, enhanced and, and the other thing is that given the right context um, everybody is political you know that, that it's not that people are I think some people are yeah, given the context, everybody has got something to say about how our country is run and that they genuine, genuinely are interested. Great. Well, thank you very much for coming in and having a chat with me today, Kate. And uh, thank you thank very you. much uh, to everyone as well who uh, left us a comment. Uh, if you have been watching, you can also catch this on a podcast again if you want to share this with anyone. Uh, that'll be going up very shortly. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. And if you, you know, if you ever want to come back and maybe come and observe one of the assemblies, mm. um, it may be a really interesting uh, activity. I mean, yeah, it would definitely be interesting to have you back again as well mm-hmm. um, after the next assembly or when everything's finished to kind of see, looking back, how the entire assembly process yeah. went. Yeah, and also I think you know some of the voices of the assembly members there are the ones who are, who are kind of driving this whole process and they're a key to it. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for coming in today. Thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. Uh, and we'll see you all again soon.